Amen. Pastor Roy, thank you for last uh, Wednesday. That was wonderful. Uh, thank you. We, we have a lot of preachers here. I have to be careful about giving the mic away. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, next month, uh, Joy will be speaking. And I heard she's uh, such a great teacher of the word. And uh, Karen also will be teaching. And uh, also I will be teaching. <laughs> In case they didn't learn properly. I taught them everything they know. <laughs> if they don't learn properly, we talk, we have some talk in my office. Not kidding. <laughs> they know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Amen. Would you stand up with me tonight? Let's uh, say the scriptures. This this scripture means even more to me now than when it was when I decided we should be saying this. Because I've come to realize it takes only God. Only the grace of God. It just takes just the grace of God for your eyes to be open. And we'll touch on that a little bit tonight. It's so important. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. I don't know where this idea. Don't sit down, please. Can you go around a little bit, greet one another? Yeah. They came to me, and I got to be obedient. Go to somebody you don't know. Okay, thank you for overdoing it. (laughs) Truly appreciate that. Amen. We have Gladys' dad here tonight. Yeah, he's back from Nigeria. Uh, An evangelist in his own right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's good to have you back. So good to have you back. And I uh, feel like uh, acknowledging Sharon, God's using you. Want to stand up back there? Come on now. Don't be shy. God, she wants somebody about 70-something years old, man. Woman, you prayed with her to receive Christ. That's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's an opportunity to really dance. I mean, when they get to that old and they are receiving Christ, that's wonderful. <laughs> Amen. Tonight, I want to uh, go back to remind you from the Word of God. At the beginning of the year, we said something, and it's very, it's, sometimes it's easy. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Sometimes it's easy for us to immediately forget what, how we started. And so sometimes God will ask the people of Israel, back in the Old Testament, build a memorial. So you don't forget. Because we soon forget. And God doesn't want us to forget. Because if you don't forget, you won't exercise faith. I mean, if you forget, you you won't exercise faith. But when you remember, that builds up your faith. At the beginning of the year, we decided that this year, I really believe that God wants us to have unusual breakthrough. And God wants us to have unusual favor in 2019. We must never forget that. You must always keep that before you. Because that's what we believe God wants for the people of the ark. And I'm going to have mine. And I'm having mine. And they're coming. It's not going to be over. I've got to believe God for this. So tonight, 
I want to uh, come with a message that I, I titled, Position Yourself for the Breakthrough. Position Yourself for the Breakthrough. Now, breakthrough means to force open. It's, it's like you're stagnant, nothing is happening, you can't break through, the, whatever the problem is, is there and it seems like it's not going to give. But when God comes through, that door is forced open. Breakthrough means forced to be forced open. So we're going to talk about that. But let me give you the secret. To every breakthrough that you receive from God. And we're going to talk about how to actually position yourself to receive breakthrough from God. It's all by faith. And then the mind also is at war. Because the enemy is coming against our mind. Against what we know. And when there is a little delay, it's not, it's not, it's not uncommon for us to just, well, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe I'm believing something that is not real. But if it's in the word of God, and God wants you to be happy, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If it's in the word of God, it is for you. And if there's something hemming you in where you can't have a breakthrough, it's not from God. Because Jesus has already said, he came that you might, the purpose of his coming is for me to have life and to have it more abundantly. So everything that means good for my life, that's God's will for me. The secret. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 14 and 15, Jesus telling us a principle here, something that happens spiritually. He says, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. The prophecy of Isaiah is still being fulfilled today. There are positive prophecies of Isaiah, and they're mostly positive about the Lord Jesus and about us. And but there are also some negative prophecies. But these prophecies give us insight. Listen, it says, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. May that never be your portion. Because that prophecy is going to be fulfilled. You hear, but you don't understand. He says, you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. That's not to hear. That's what I meant when I talked about that Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. Unless God opens your ears. You really, you're hearing, but you're not really hearing. And there's a reason why it's so important to hear. So that you can position yourself. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. I'm not going to close my eyes. You will not close your eyes in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? You will not close your eyes. We are not that type of people. Our eyes, we will not close. It says, lest their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand. Understanding is very important. Revelation. Yes, they should understand with their hearts and turn. The key word there is turn. You will not position yourself for God's miracle until your heart understands the word of God. It means nothing to you. You can't do anything about it. Now, turning is not physical. It's spiritual. It's inside. You understand, and then you will make that adjustment. You turn and look at what Jesus said. So that I should heal them. Once that turn is made, the secret, God cannot say no. So that I should heal them. If they understand and with their heart and they hear, they hear with their ears and they see with their eyes, they will make that turn. They will position themselves and God's miracle will hit them. 
Because God is not a respecter of persons. If it's not happening to me, there is something I don't understand yet. I need that revelation from God. God needs to give me that breakthrough idea. So that I can break through whatever is hindering me. That's why we go to the Word. Because in the Word, you can find understanding. You may not find understanding at one instance, but then another day in prayer, you open it and you gain understanding. And once you gain understanding, it's like knowing the truth. And once you know the truth, nothing can stop you. That's why Jesus said, and you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Because once you know the truth, you position yourself. You turn. And God should heal you. There is no holding back. God has to. God has to. So that's the secret here. We need to understand that. So God, please help me. Give me revelation. Give you revelation from the word of God. Let it jump out at you. As soon as you understand it, the fear is gone. You are no longer in the dark. You now have light. The darkness is gone. Now you have the light of life. Because you understand. That's the secret. You know, Jesus is the master of the breakthrough. We know him as the way maker. You know why? He makes the way where it seems There is no way. He breaks through. Once we get it, the way is there. Once we understand and we position ourselves, then he comes to make, to give us our breakthrough. You know, Jesus said in uh, John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. When you can come to the Father, He is the way to everything that's pleasant in life. And Jesus is that way. We need one way. And that's Jesus. He is the Word of God. He is revelation. Once we get to know that way, concerning anything, in the Word, it leads us to the Father. In his presence is fullness of joy. Everything you need is with him. He is the way maker. Jesus is that way maker. And he's there for us. We need breakthrough sometimes in our finances. Sometimes we need breakthrough in our health. Our physical being. Sometimes we need breakthrough in our relationships. Even at work and at home. We need a breakthrough. You think about going to work and you're scared. There's something wrong with that place. There's a relationship is not right. We need breakthrough. And seeking breakthrough from God, Jesus is that way. He is the master of the breakthrough. So we need that breakthrough from him. So the most important breakthrough we need is spiritual. Because out of it comes everything. It's a spiritual breakthrough. We may think we need, sometimes you think you need a financial breakthrough. Well, it's really not a financial breakthrough. It's a spiritual breakthrough that you need. Because once your eyes are open spiritually, you position yourself and it has to heal you. I like that word. We jumped out at me. And I should, so that I should heal them. Once they turn, I heal them. Doesn't matter who. A murderer, doesn't matter who. Once they make that turn, they healed. For whatever they, whatever they are sick of. Physical disease is not the only sickness. God gives us breakthrough now. I want to turn to First uh, Chronicles, chapter fourteen. Please understand this: when you carry an assignment, a serious assignment from God, 
He's placed that in your life. There's going to be trouble. Satan is coming after you. So always be being that way. When your life has something to do with God's agenda, Satan doesn't really quite understand what's happening, but he knows there is something about your life and he's coming after you. You know, you can read about Moses. Even before he was born, Satan knew something was happening and was trying to kill that boy. But in his trying, he helps to position you for what God really wants. He's never learned his lesson. He's going to send Joseph because God has given him vision to, to uh, Egypt and make him and put him in prison. Well, that was a mistake. When you carry God's agenda, Satan comes after you. And Satan was after David's life all along. Just after David. But look at what it says in First Chronicles chapter 14. Right after David became king of Israel. All the Philistines gathered. To fight him. All of them. Not just one group. Every one of them. They decided to come after David. And you can read that from verse 6. Verse 8. It says, now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel. Now listen, David was anointed way back. They didn't know anything about it. But as soon as he became king over Israel... All the Philistines went up to search for David. In other words, we're going to take him out. We're going to take him out. And David heard of it and went out against them. So David heard they were coming against him. So he went out against them. That's what we do most of the time. We don't talk to God. As soon as we're here, we're going out. (laughs) You can't do that. But he stopped himself. He says, then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Raphael. And David inquired of God. So, before you go out, talk to God about it. About your problem. There's a lot of people coming at me. David just got to be king. He had no time to organize. And they are immediately, they are there. And he knew, this is not good for us. I'm going to fight. But then he inquired from God. He talked to God about it. He's saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? What will happen if I don't? He asked God. Then he asked the second question. Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal Parism, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies. That's the word. God has broken through my enemies by my hand, like a breakthrough. Of waters. Of water. That's the word there. The breakthrough. Therefore they call the name of the place. Bel Perizim. You know what that word means? Master of breakthroughs. Master of breakthroughs. Jesus is the master of breakthroughs. If you seek him, you'll have your breakthrough. At the beginning of the year, guess what we did? We fasted, right? So we know God heard us. 
We know God heard us. We prayed. So we know because we fasted and we sought his face, called upon him. We know God has heard us, not going to hear us. God has already heard us. Now we can expect the Lord of the breakthrough to come our way. Amen. The master of breakthroughs. So we position yourself. How do we position ourselves? We've already talked about this. First thing to do is seek the Lord. You can go back into the Old Testament. You will not find anyone that was in deep trouble that had a breakthrough without seeking God. You can't just sit there and wait for breakthrough. It doesn't work that way. You have to desire it to the point you know you can do it. You can break through on your own. You need help from heaven. God will give you help from heaven. You have to desire it enough to seek God. You can't find anyone in the Old Testament with a breakthrough without fighting. They have to fight for it. You got to seek God. Psalm 72 verse 2, 77 verse 2. In the day of my trouble, do you have trouble? I saw the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. I was crying out to God. If it's really important to you, you cry out to God. If you haven't seen your breakthrough and you're expecting breakthrough, don't just sit there. Cry out to God. Seek God like David sought God for his breakthrough. Notice he went out first. And then he realized, I need God. This is too much for me. So he sought God. He cried out to God. Asked God questions. I'm not sure David went there for five minutes and then said, God, would you do this? I'm sure he was on his face for a while before God spoke to him. We just think that he went in there, God was sitting there, and he just asked him a few questions, and God said, go, and that's it. Uh, if you think that's it, think, go back and read about uh, Hezekiah, Jehoshaphat. It took them time. They had to seek God, fasting sometimes, on their face before God, and then God gave the answer. God has to speak. God has to speak. Said that a little bit on Sunday. God has to give you a word before your breakthrough. No matter what you're going through, you've got to hear from God. And He will speak. When you're in turmoil, the problem is looking at you and you see God's face. He'll give you some word. Sometimes you may turn, some, for some people, they've turned to the scripture and, and, and all of a sudden did something jumped out for, for, them, for them or they heard somebody, maybe even in the radio, but they were seeking God and God reached them and they know. And God has a way of letting you know, that's me. We are never, it's never a secret. When it talks to you, you know it. Because right after that, peace comes into your heart. And once you have peace, you have taken in the master of the breakthrough. And there's nobody that can stand in your way. But you got to seek him. So all night long, he has his hands lifted up. My wife and I would be in real trouble. <laughs> She's at home crying and I'm in church crying. Oh yes. To God. Because some troubles, there's nothing you can do. There's no one to cry to. You got your father, but he can't help you. You have your employer, whatever it is. Somebody that really cares about you, you know without a doubt, this type of trouble, he can't do anything about. There's only one that can give you a breakthrough. And you need to go talk to him. And he'll talk back. 
you, can, you cannot talk to God if you're really serious. And he won't talk back to you. And he, won't, he may not talk to you and they say, Thou brothers, seek at me. <laughs> that may not be the way he speaks to you, son. Uh, thou livest and all of that kind of stuff. But he'll talk to you. And you will understand it's coming from him. And then right after that, there is peace. I saw the Lord. God has already promised us. He says, call to me. Call to me. That's seeking God for your breakthrough. Why are you calling to him? Because you have a difficult problem that you can't solve. Talking to people will not help. He says, the help of man is useless. That's what the scripture says. Deliver me from trouble because man cannot help me. I need the Lord of the breakthrough to come and help me. Call to me and I will answer you. You see what God said? I will answer you. Can you say with me tonight? He will answer me. This is not just going, Jesus. He says, yes, what do you want? <laughs> you call because you have something you want help from. You, you need help from him. So you can call. Call to me and I, he said, will answer you. And then he'll show you. That's what I mean. He gives you breakthrough ideas. Breakthrough ideas. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Which you do not know. This scripture is always true. Amen? You may think you are that smart, but you are not that smart, okay? He can show you things so simple, and you start wondering, I wonder why I didn't see that. How many have been there? I wonder, why, how come I missed that? Because you are not that smart. Go to God. He show you how to be smart. Amen? He teach you. He said, I'll show you greater mighty things that you do not know. I like Isaiah, I mean, uh, Psalm 34, verse 4. It says, I sought the Lord. That's so important. When trouble comes your way, Isaiah 59 verse 19, when the enemy comes in, I think the comma is in the wrong place in that King James. Amen. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, God raises up a standard against him. I used to wonder, what does this word mean, standard? If any of you ever find out why, what that word standard, we quote it a lot. What does it mean? Yes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> he raises up a standard against it. In other words, he causes the enemy to flee. Because he comes in with water like a flood. If you go back to, to um, 1 Chronicles, uh, Chronicles chapter 14... David says, it break through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Like a breakthrough of water. It's the spirit of God that comes in. Overwhelms the enemy and he runs so fast from you. And you can have your breakthrough. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Big deal. He already said, call to me. And I will answer you. He heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. Notice, not just my trouble. All my fears. Sometimes when we have trouble, just one trouble. Satan will take that one trouble and expand it. And you can't sleep. Finances, for example. So, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Then yes. You know you can't pay your bills. And then you don't even have, then go, but you don't even have money to get gas. What are, your children are going to starve. And then you can't rest. He just grows. 
And after you are filled with dread. God delivers first from your fears. And in verse 6 it says, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him. Again, that's what, when you cry out, God will hear. Because you belong to him. And saved him out of, not some, all his troubles. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some people wonder, will God do that for me? Well, if he's done it for one person, he'll do it for you. Is God still doing this stuff today? God's still doing miracles today? And we don't know. Once I see him do miracles in one person, like Ryan's mom, I know he's still doing miracles. Therefore, he'll do it for me. Because God is not a respecter of persons. He's, he can do, he can change things that are impossible for us, the way we think. He has the solution. He delivered me from all my troubles. All of them. Every single one of them. And God is still able to do that today. But we need to seek him. Uh, I'm going to go into the story of Jehoshaphat here. When you seek God, he speaks. And after speaking, there is the breakthrough. When he's come to you. There were five kings that came to against uh, Jehoshaphat and he says, there's no way we can handle them. We need God. He says in, in verse 2, Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you. Notice is the one that God's called, but it's going to affect the whole nation. From beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in, how do you pronounce this, Azizan, Gaima, God, which is Engedi. Verse 3, and Jehoshaphat feared. Sometimes fear can be a good thing if it drives you to God. Amen. If fear makes you seek God, that's a good thing. Many people don't pray until trouble comes, right? They cry when there's trouble, and after the trouble is over, thank you, Lord. Thank God. Till the next trouble. So they are always asking for somebody to pray for them, please. Because they never grow, and you can't grow that way. You can't grow that way. You got, when you seek God, it's trouble. He's growing you. He's going to be teaching you. He said, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. That's what he did. In verse 15, and he said, a prophet came and spoke to them. Listen, as they were fasting, everyone, including their children, the prophet spoke. He says, listen, all of you, all of Judah, and you, inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, the Lord is saying to you, do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because, this great multitude, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. The agenda you have in your life is the reason for the trouble. And the fight, when you have understanding, when you seek God, God will let you know that's not your fight. They are not fighting you, they are fighting me. Remember what Jesus told Saul after he fell to the ground? Saul was persecuting Christians. And Jesus said, it's me. You're doing it to me. You know, normally she would say, Paul said, I didn't see you. I was doing it to Stephen. But that's him. The fight is not because of you. The fight is really the enemy against God's agenda in your life. 
It's about the kingdom of God. Not just about you. If you see it that way, you can be patient just like Joseph. Joseph carried an agenda. It was God's agenda to save the house of Jacob. But he had to go through a difficult time. But there's a word there that is so, for me, it's such a great word. And you tell you his situation, but then he adds, but God was with Joseph. That settles it. Even in trouble, he has peace. Because God's with him. That's what happens to you when you see God in the face of trouble. Even though the problem is still there, you will have peace and prosperity. Even in that situation. Why God rearranged the Lord of the breakthrough. He's positioning everything for your, break, your great breakthrough. For the day of manifestation. You know, there's a word Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, everyone who loves me and keeps my word, I and the Father will come and dwell, make our dwelling with them, make our home with them. But before that, he said, he who loves me keeps my word and I will come and manifest myself to him. Are there manifests? Yeah. The Lord of the breakthrough. When he comes, he is going to manifest himself as the Lord of the breakthrough of whatever is coming against your life. He won't be different. So he spoke. When they prayed, notice the sequence. They sought God when they needed a breakthrough. Amen. And God will always speak. Just like he did with David. God will speak to your heart. On Sunday I shared about when I went to Texas A&M, the guy said something. I prayed. I remember, I don't know why, I wrote it down. Because God said to me, I was here before you got here. The problem didn't go away for about five to six months, semester we had. But God came through. And it lasted, that breakthrough lasted until I graduated. Amen. Because God has spoken. God will always speak. And then he gives you peace. And then you know the answer is on the way. My breakthrough is on the way. Can you say that with me tonight if you need a breakthrough? My breakthrough is on his way. I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to put my hands. He's going to manifest someday. And I can put my hands around. Yes, welcome. I've been waiting for you, Breakthrough. I got you now. Can I hear an amen tonight? Yes. And in verse 17, God says, You will not need to fight in this battle. Amen. It's not your battle. It's God's battle. You will not need to fight. Position yourself. Are we getting back to that word? Yeah. Position yourself. Stand still and see. That's all you need to do. Turn. Amen? Make that adjustment. And the breakthrough is yours. After you've heard revelation from God and you understand What's the next step? Position yourself. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. No doubt about it. He says, don't fear, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. All I got to know, God, are you with me? If you're with me, if God be for us, who can be against us? What can be against us? Whether it's sickness, it's disease, trouble from your work, home, relationships, God can fix all of those. God can fix all of those. That's the first thing. Seek God. Second, believe. Amen? Believe. There is no reason not to believe. Because see, as a child of God, you are a covenant child. 
God has a covenant with you. Just as great as the covenant he had with Abraham. It's an individual covenant. You know, God, God is a covenant-keeping God, but he's a covenant-making God. God made a covenant with Abraham, and then he made a covenant with David. He makes covenants. An agreement between you and God. And there is a lot of covenants here based on his promises. Do this and I'll do this and leave your home and I'll be... That was his covenant. So God has covenant. He says, my covenant I will not break. God has made a covenant with you to be your God. There are people out there without God in the world. But you are not alone. You are never alone. God's always with you. He has a covenant with you. You see, if he breaks his covenant, he's no longer God. When you are unfaithful because you are a man, he remains faithful to his covenant. And his covenant is to do you good. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God says, I'm not confused about what my heart desire is for you. You may be confused, but I know what, I, what my thoughts are for you. His thoughts to do you good. That can never change. To give you a future. That can never change. All is one in you. Accept, believe. Connect with me. Agree with me. Because two cannot walk together unless they are one. So we have to agree with him. So believe, God says, I will not alter the words that have gone out of my lips. They are not going to be altered, and they will be fulfilled. And so God tells us in Mark 9 verse 23, if you can, can believe. So the trouble is not, the trouble is not really what's troubling you. Your real trouble is believing. Because it says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So the trouble, no matter how big it is, no matter how complicated the problem is, the real trouble for the Christian is not the problem. The real trouble is whether I can believe. Because when God speaks to you, he wants you to believe. Sometimes you don't even have to pray. It's just in your head. As he tells us in Ephesians 3 verse 20, Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think or imagine. And that word is true. God's still able to do that. If you can believe, God says all things are possible. Notice, even though these people came against Jehoshaphat, after God had spoken, he lost his fear for them. Amen. He had no fear. They went out. Unconcerned. David wasn't afraid of the Philistines. God had already told him, I'm going to give, deliver them to you. Every one of them. And we have to believe. We don't realize these people had faith. They had faith. What if they start saying, maybe my head's playing games with me? You don't read about those things. They were men of faith. Read, read uh, Hebrews chapter 11. You'll realize they were exercising faith, just like we are exercising faith. And nothing was impossible to them. They raised the dead. And that's what it says. This is what uh, Jehoshaphat himself said in Second uh, Chronicles 20, verse 20. He says, so they rose early in the morning. Notice no fear. They rose early in the morning. They're going to go. They got instruction from God. And God says, you don't have to fight. And he meant it literally. They didn't have to fight. It's God's battle. 
God will fight his battle. So your fight is really God's fight. And that's why it's called the fight of faith. The good fight of faith. Because it's not your fight. It's his fight. And you just get to enjoy the results, right? It's a good fight. If we see it that way, we won't have any fear. And we won't complain. I I really believe this, that Christians, after you get saved, you should learn your native language. The first, the major, uh, the number one thing a Christian should do, learn how to speak. Because I hear Christians, they say, when they are frustrated, they just don't care. They just let the words come out of their mouth. When you give birth to the baby, <laughs> if you destroy the baby, you're going to prison. It's now your baby. You got to carry it. You can think it, but don't say it. Don't say those things. Even when you're frustrated, don't say those things. You may feel justified to say it. They did it in the Old Testament and paid a serious price. They were frustrated. Think about it. If you, you know, we can talk about they were stiff-necked and all of those people. How, how come they didn't? If you have a child and the child hasn't had water for three days, <laughs> some of us will leave that church and go to another church. Okay? <laughs> the way I see people do. I'm not staying in this church anymore. There's no water. Right? We've had it. They complained. And they, they felt they had a good reason to. No water to drink now. The water they have is to drink is poisonous. They complain. And if you were there, you think, well, we have a right. Sometimes we feel justified to just say those things. But the discipline is to learn by the word of God not to say those things even though they are in your head. Because the enemy is pressuring you to say it. And it's not God. You are mad. You're frustrated, and what comes out of your mouth is not from God. And once it comes out of your mouth, you open the door for Satan. And he can come in now and do his work. You feel with fear, but they didn't do this. I don't know where I'm going with that, but... So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said... This is what I wanted to hear. Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. What does he want you to hear? Believe in the Lord your God. What he told you. Believe. And you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you prosper. Prophecy is great. A lot of people, they like prophecy, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's good to have prophecies given to you. But believe them. Amen? Believe them. But there is a more sure word of prophecy. The book. Why are you seeking all these prophecies when you don't do anything which was already here? I just don't get that. I didn't say that. Peter said that. There is a more sure word of prophecy in this book. That doesn't say the other ones are wrong. But you still need to believe them. You still need to believe them. I have prophecies given. I use those prophecies for prayer. Amen? Those prophecies are for prayer. Because this person had no reason to say this to me. Okay? So God, I believe you are speaking through them. And if you were not the one speaking through them, let me know now. Because I'm holding on to that word. Amen. But I'm not sure a word of prophecy. A lot of prophecies here. For your life. Take this. As you take this, God will make it, or God will personalize it to you. Maybe through somebody. But it's got to be coming from here. Amen. Nothing outside the book. It's got to come from here. 
And you stay with it. He says, if you believe those prophecies, you'll prosper. You'll prosper. The prophecies help you to position yourself. The more so word of prophecy and what God allows others to speak to you. Most of the time it's a confirmation. You already know. You already know. And when they say it, it's like, oh my God. It's to help you position yourself. You know why? God's helping you to believe. Because he needs that faith. For your breakthrough. Amen? Faith is a requirement for breakthrough. You got to have it. And it comes through God speaking to you. And once you have received it by faith, you have peace. And it's going to happen. It may not happen overnight. But God will hold you in that peace. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that passes knowledge will guard what? Your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. So that peace guards you. You got the peace. So you got to believe. The last thing, and I'm going to close with this, praise. Amen. Thank him profusely if you really believe. Your countenance should change if God spoken to you. If you're still sad, you don't believe. He spoke to you, you still didn't believe. And nothing's going to happen. Hannah needed a breakthrough, you remember? And she sought the Lord. And God gave her a word from a backsliding priest. The whole Israel knew about their dealings, right? But she needed a word from God. And she heard it from the priest. Before she prayed, she was crying. She wouldn't eat. But after she received a word from God, nothing has changed for her breakthrough all her life. She was waiting for this breakthrough. She prayed and God spoke. Amen. And she believed. How do I know? Her countenance changed. She went out. And, 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 and I'm sure her husband is saying, what did he say to you? Why all of a sudden you are happy? How come I couldn't make you eat? Now you're eating and you're happy? What's going on? Don't worry about it, she said. That's a gospel according to good luck, okay? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I've got my hands around something that is so precious. Amen. It's going to work this time. It's going to work this time. We are going to have a baby this time. She had the peace. And she can tell just the change of countenance. That's belief. And thankfulness in her heart to God. Even though nothing has changed. You got to be there. For your breakthrough to come through. Praise. And God tells them. In, in, in the case of uh, Jehoshaphat. He says now when they began to sing. God says you don't have to fight. Put the singers in front. I'm sure the enemy is thinking. I did not. You need a choir to fight the battle. And they're singing, no swords, nothing. What's going on? Is this the way you guys fight? But when God tells you to do it, that's the right thing to do. Praise and worship. They praise God and thank God. And while they were doing it, God had a breakthrough. Amen? For them. He destroyed all of them, all of the kings. But let me read this last scripture here from uh, just one of my favorite scriptures. I have many of them, but this is one. Psalm 149, 6 through 9. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Where? I need to hear it. Let the high praises of God be in your, not your heart, okay? Your mouth. 
So you got to be speaking something or singing something, praising God either way. Even if you can't sing, make some joyful noise. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. Why? To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people. So this is not talking about humans. In some areas, we, people have their enemies and they're going to let God deal with them. A man is not your enemy. I believe for us, you are your worst enemy. I've said that before. <laughs> the decisions, when I look at a person, I'm looking at the sum of all the decisions they've made in life. That's what it is. It's not somebody else. It's your decision. Where to go, where not to go. What to do and what not to do. The sum of all the decisions you made, that's what I'm looking at when I see you. And if I ask you, you can tell me stories about the decisions and how it comes. That's the way I see it. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people, that's the devil. To bind their kings with chains. That's how you bind the enemy. Singing praises to God. Thanking God. That's what the people did. And there are nobles with feathers of iron. To execute on them the written judgment. That's what I call the standard. You see, God says this, and if it's different from what God says about you, that's not the standard. The standard is God's goodness for your life. And if it's different, that thing has to go. That thing has to flee. The word actually means run away, flee. But to me, that's the way I see it. To execute on them the written judgment. So God has made a promise. This is what's going to happen to your enemies if you seek me. When you praise him, God makes it happen. God makes it happen. He says, these honor have some of the saints. All of the saints. You see, you have the honor to praise God so that the enemy is wiped out of your life. God says, that's honor for you. And I like that honor and I receive it. Amen? You receive it as well for you. Today, would you stand up and let's thank God for your breakthrough. Have in your mind, in your heart, what you are expecting. And maybe even at this time, as we're speaking tonight, it seems like this thing was never going to happen. Well, tonight, let's believe God. Amen? Amen. God, He is, Jesus, He is the master of the breakthrough. He is the way maker, and He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. God's going to make it. Would we lift our hands up to the Lord tonight? And tell God that you know your breakthrough is on the way. And you're thankful that you have it. No one can take it from you because God's given it to you. And if there is something that in your life telling you that the breakthrough is really not coming to you, that's a lie. Because let God be true and everyone a liar. No matter how hard the enemy tries, they will try helping to position you for your breakthrough. God's giving your breakthrough tonight. In the name of Jesus, your breakthrough is coming your way. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you that you revealed the truth from your word. That you are the master of, the, of breakthroughs. You are the master of breakthroughs. And I declare upon the Ark Fellowship and everyone who is a part of the Ark Fellowship, the part of your kingdom here. The Ark Prayer Centers. Everyone, God, this year, 2019, we experience unusual breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. And we hear the testimonies of them. Because we have spoken them in your name, oh God. We've spoken it 
in your name, in the name of Jesus, we have our breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Nothing can stand in the way. We praise your name today, O oh God, for it. We thank you that this year is a year of unusual breakthroughs, unusual favor for every member of the Ark Fellowship, the Ark Praise Centers, everyone who is a part of this body, as we dedicate ourselves to you, God, that you might bless us so that we can be a blessing to those around us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you.